Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Unbox Your Gift podcast, how to turn a passion into a profession. I'm Rita Joyan. Today's episode is all about imposter syndrome. What is imposter syndrome and how do you overcome imposter syndrome? So the first thing's first, what is it? Now, imposter syndrome is the feeling of like you're a fraud, like you've got a mask on your face. And it really stems from the the uh, mindset that you're not enough, that you're not worthy enough, that you don't have the right degree, that you're not qualified enough, that you're not, not, not smart enough, not experienced enough, too young, too old. And it all is the feeling of I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready for the new job. I'm not ready for the new goal. I'm not ready for the new opportunity. I'm not ready for the dream that I've got. You're going to find a way because imposter syndrome is saying, is really saying that you are ready for something that you think you're scared of and you are scared of it. But the point is that in order to get to that goal, to get to the next step that what you're trying to achieve, it's really important that you and I know that there is this thing called when the brain comes in and goes, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you can pull this off? And you're like, oh no, I don't think so. I've never done this before. And if I have, I didn't do it too well. I don't want to go through a pain. And so that is imposter syndrome quietening down well you're listening to that internal voice that says you're not ready and you may not be ready but heck anyone who has done anything significant has to had to overcome this thing of feeling not enough feeling like a fraud overcoming imposter syndrome now it doesn't mean that you go and you do something you know unethical and you know you know you know Ethics is a given here, right? So I'm talking about when, for example, you're trying, you're applying for a job and you think, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm experienced enough. Well, you just go for the interview and you apply and you give it your best shot. So we're talking about things that are within your grasp that you know you want to do. And it's particularly important because we've got two months until 2020. Very exciting. And for those of you who started the challenge, congratulations. The challenge was announced yesterday, what I was doing, and I invited you to come along the journey with me. So have a listen to yesterday's episode, episode 105 on, um, on the challenge because it's really going to prepare you before 20, the clock strikes 2020. All right. So the point of this is that imposter syndrome is that feeling where you're like, I want to do something, but I'm scared. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm enough. I don't think I can make it. So here's how I would suggest that you would get over it. Number one is to keep your word to yourself. Now, what on earth does that mean, keep your word to yourself? What it means is every time you and I keep our word to ourselves, we are strengthening a muscle, a trust muscle in, within ourselves. We're strengthening a commitment muscle. We're strengthening a grit muscle. Because part of the reason why we're scared and we, we find we're in imposters, you know, we feel like a fraud when we want to do something or we're scared that we can't do something is because in our history, we haven't been able to commit to the promises we've made to ourselves, And that brings a trail of disappointment. It brings a trail of uh, disillusionment. And when the God-given opportunity comes for you or I to be able to do something, we've got to get over this fear of imposter syndrome. We've got to get over this fear of, oh my God, that's a new territory. I've never done that thing. And we've got to get over the fear of, oh my God, I failed in X, Y, and Z. And so the best way to overcome feeling like a fraud, feeling not enough, feeling I'm not ready is from today on pick something and stick to the commitment. So for example, Everyone says, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to get fit. How many people follow through? The fact that you don't follow through doesn't actually make you feel bad because you didn't wait, get to your health goal. 
but it has a greater effect because when you keep your commitments as insignificant as they may seem in the moment, as small as that may seem, when you keep your commitment day in, day out, the muscle of trust in you, the trust of yourself for yourself, if that makes sense, the trust in yourself just increases. And so as that opportunity comes, the new job, the new career, the, the travel arrangement, whatever that new thing is that you want to do, but you're still scared to do it, you'll be more inclined to go ahead with it because you know you can commit. As long as you commit to yourself, you know that if you say yes, you're going to do everything possible to not to not let go, to not let yourself down. But when you have an opportunity and you're scared of it anyway, plus you know that you've got a track record of not keeping to your own word, that's just a big, like that's another jump you've got to make. You've got to get over the fear of going through this new activity that's scary, but you want to do it too. And the fact that you don't keep your word to yourself. Now that's all unconscious, but it's what happens in our brain. So for example, I made a commitment yesterday on the podcast that every single day I was going to podcast and like deliver an episode to you and I was going to film a video. By the way, the first video is up online. It's on YouTube. It's called a video on this particular topic. Actually, it's called imposter syndrome at work. Go check it out on unbox your gift or read a join. Check that out on YouTube. And you can actually see this whole video play out uh, in real time as I do a video on it. But my point is that that took a lot of work yesterday. And actually, I was thinking about, oh, my goodness, how am I going to go like uh, doing a podcast and doing a video, like in terms of scripting, editing, putting it together, you know, the sound and the background, you know, the, the juxtaposition of words and images and all that kind of stuff that goes into creating a video is a lot of work. And I thought, and I looked at it yesterday and I looked at, well, I've also got my work of my training programs and I've got my work for my social startup. And I'm like, that's a lot. I've taken on a lot, but I'm only committing it to, and I announced it yesterday. We're only doing it until December 24th because on then on the holidays, December 25th onwards, we get to reassess whether we want to go forward or not. And if anything we want to tweak. And I thought to myself, and this is what came up for me. Oh my God, I'm just, this is going to be so hard. I'm not going to be able to sleep because I'm going to have just working 24 seven. I'm just, and can you see how I want something? I wanted to podcast. I want to do my video. I want to do my training. I want to do my social enterprise work. And then my conflicting, my conflicting belief is that's too much work. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do, that's what's happening internally in my head. So what you need to do is you want to look at if what you want do you have a conflicting belief as to why you can't have it? It's so important. That is so, so important. So what you have going on right now, what you want to do, is there a conflicting belief that's stopping that? Because it's so subtle that if you don't recognize it, that's what's going to take you out of the game before you're even in it. So for me, it was this feeling of, oh my goodness, I've taken on more than I can chew. I've just committed to my listeners on the podcast, so I've got to see it through. But I'm just going to be exhausted and overwhelmed. And that was, but there's a way around it. I just hadn't thought of it. I was just focusing on in that moment. So I, what I'm doing now is I'm letting you know so that if you have a conflicting belief about something that you want, that's one of the things that you need to overcome. And that's what may, will make imposter syndrome much easier. Because for me, it would have prepped up as like, look, I'm not a, I'm no video creator. I'm no, you know, like those whiz bang videos that are on the internet. Like I'm not one of the, like that's the imposter syndrome that came up. So to overcome that, I looked at, so what am I, what's my belief around creating videos and podcasts and doing the other stuff that I want to do? And it was, there's a lot of work. I don't know if I can commit to all this work. 
So now I had to break it down. I said, how am I going to make this work and still have a life? How am I going to, which is a powerful question because before I was stuck in, oh my God, this is too much work. I don't know if I can do it, but a different question creates a different level of activity. So how can I do this and enjoy having a life? How can I give maximum value? How can I give my all to this and enjoy? And then I just came up with ways of how I'm going to divvy up my time. I consulted a book called The One Thing and how they talk about divvying up your time with the different. And I, I've got a plan in place. Now it's day two and I'll let you know how I'm going, but I'd love you to let me know how you're going. What commitment are you going to do every single day until December 24th? And that's when we evaluate on, the, on December 25th. Read at unboxyourgift.com to email me so that we keep ourselves accountable. And that's the biggest thing. And the reason why I'm telling you is because I can't back out. The moment that I wanted to back out yesterday, I thought, I've already told my podcast listeners, I can't back out now. And that's accountability is really, really important because it's easy to let yourself off the hook. But when you're accountable to someone or to a group of people, that's when you have to step up because you don't want to be the one bringing everyone down. And so if you need accountability, email me what you're doing and I will be there with you as your buddy, accountability buddy, to make sure you commit to the thing that you want to do until December 24th, uh, December 25th, pardon me. Okay, guys. So imposter syndrome, the first thing is keep your word to yourself. The second thing is that you want to make sure, and this one was not in the video, you want to make sure that you actually look at all the, the thing that you want to do. What is the belief that doesn't serve it? What's the conflicting belief? And really sit with that. Because when I did for that for myself, I overcame the imposter syndrome and the fear and the overwhelm that engulfed me as I was thinking about all the things that I need to do and the crazy commitment that I just made. The, th the third thing, and I'm going to throw this in, I said I was going to say two things, but I want to throw this in. The third thing that you want to do to overcome imposter syndrome is that you want to look at your identity. How do you see yourself? What label have you given yourself? Just like when you go to a supermarket and there's a barcode on everything that you buy in the supermarket, there's a barcode. And when you go and to the checkout, they scan that barcode and that barcode tells the computer, whether it's pumpkin that you're buying, whether it's mangoes, whether it's lemons, whether it's a, it's a cup, whatever it is, that number, it tells the computer the label that it has and who, what this item is. You and I have labels on ourselves. Similarly, like a barcode, and I'm using barcode as a metaphor, like a barcode, when we go and do something, when we want to go and attempt something, we first scan our barcode. We do it to ourselves. We say, can I do this based on who I am? And then we take the leap. And it's very important to remember that sometimes the barcode of who you labeled yourself needs to change in order to get to your next goal. Here's what I mean. Say, for example, you see yourself as an introvert. You know, you're quiet, you like routine, but the job that you're going for, or the career that's available to you, uh, the next step in your career, which you really want, has you doing a lot of speaking, has you doing a lot of networking, has you doing a lot of traveling. And you look at that aspect of the job and you think, but, oh, I don't know if I want to do that because, I mean, that's not who I am. I don't know if I can speak to everyone. I don't know if I can network like they want me to network am i just gonna just i'm gonna be good at that and that's imposter syndrome and the reason why you're thinking that way is because you consider yourself someone different to someone who speaks you may not have done that but it doesn't mean you can't do it you may not network all the time but it doesn't mean you can't it doesn't mean you're going to be bad at it 
It means you've never done it. And so what you need to do is change your label because if your label is I'm an introvert and that's an extrovert quality that they're looking for in that aspect of the job, speaking, networking and traveling, all around the place doing those whole three things, then you need to change your label of you don't see yourself as an introvert, you see yourself as a learner. You see yourself as an implementer. Because the moment you box yourself into a label, now the goal that you're looking for becomes that much harder. Because imposter syndrome is going to come. Because remember I said, it's hard enough because you're fearful of going into an unknown territory. I mean, that's hard enough. That's a fear that we all have, doing something we've never done, the unknown. Because we could get rejected, we could get left out, we could be alone. We, we, the whole host of things. We may look stupid, we may embarrass ourselves, we, all those things. But then add to that, I can't do it because I feel like a fraud on top of that. Like that's another added additional fear. And it's all in the mind. So if you can just change the label. So for example, I'm looking at doing a video every day. Now I don't see myself as a videographer. I don't really want to be a videographer. What I do want to do is I want to create valuable content, untold stories. I really want to create untold stories, untold points of view that help light people up, that really help light people up. And the way I do that, that I've chosen to do that is through videos. Now, that's who I'm seeing myself as, someone who's an educator, someone who wants to add value. And my medium is through video and through podcasting. But if I had the label of I'm a videographer, well, then I'd be like, like totally overwhelmed by the right camera, the right camera angle, zooming in, the lens, the lighting. I mean, none of that's going to be bad on my videos, but I'm not going to be a, a pro view because I don't want to be that. But if I put that label on myself, then I'm never going to create a video because it'll never be good enough. Does that make sense? So I need to make sure that the label that I, the goal that I want, that is in line with the label that I give myself. And that's really important to overcome imposter syndrome because identity is key. And one of the, the ways that you can actually overcome if you need to change your identity is to simply just do that. Just do, is to look at exactly what it is that you want to do and then look at what label, who do I need to be in order to reach that goal? Like what label, how do I need to think of myself? Not just who do I need to be, I need to be smart, I need to be confident. Yeah, that's all great, but who do I need to be right now? Like what label do I need to remind myself that I am? Like what do I need to whisper to myself? Because you've whispered to yourself you're an introvert or an extrovert or whatever other label for years. Now you've got to change the label to get to that next level. Another way in which you can change the labeling or your identity is I've spoken about this before on the podcast, but it's an exercise by Barbara Sher and it's from her book, Wishcraft. It's W-I-S-H, craft. And in that book, she says to pick a color that's appealing to you. So pick a color, any color, and then role play the color and pretend to be speaking for the color. So the color can't speak for itself, but you speak for the color. So you can pick a color like orange, blue, green, red, white, black, pink, um, turquoise you know you pick a color and then you speak about you speak for that color so in other words you say you say what qualities does that color have so if you say for example that on a piece of paper you grab a piece of paper you say i am green if that color appeals to you i am honest i am full of integrity and i'm clean right whatever qualities that that color speaks to you about that's what you want to write 
And there's no right or wrong answer. Someone can say that white is reminds them of darkness and terror, right? And someone could say that white reminds them of white, the colour white reminds them of uh, sunshine and rainbows. You know, it, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, the point is that you just need to speak for that colour. And what you're going to find that, now when I did this exercise first, I talked about hot pink. Hot pink really appealed to me. And I said that hot pink was, it was sassy, it was bold, it was autonomous, it was independent, it was confident, it was bubbly, it was happy. And what you'll see when you do this exercise is it's a, th a very thinly veiled exercise, but that colour that you've nominated is actually speaking about yourself. You know, you could say blue is reflective, it's silent, it's, it's sincere, it's sweet. You know, whatever it is that you think the colour blue is. But you're not speaking for yourself, you're speaking in represent, representing that colour, what the qualities of that colour are for you. And you'll soon see is you're only talking about yourself. And that's really, really important. But the, the reason why you're doing that is because you'd never call yourself uh, intelligent or sincere or you have trouble calling yourself those things because you're more inclined to call yourself you know fat or or ugly or not good enough like we're more inclined to call ourselves those things because it's like oh like because that's how we feel in that moment and so by doing this exercise you're more inclined to use a color to speak for that colour and what you'll see is actually speaking about yourself, but speak for the colour, you're not speaking for yourself. And then what you're looking at is that's who you really, that's how you change your identity. That's how you change how you see yourself by repeating those words, not to inflate ego. This is not an exercise to inflate ego. It's just to repress or to rearrange the words that are keeping you down from the next step of where you need to go and changing it to the words that are going to lift you to the next level of your God-given gift. And that's what we're trying to do. Action is judged by intention. And our intention here is to work this marvelous computer called our brain, our mind, and work it to our advantage. And when we can work it to our advantage, we're more inclined to be able to go for those things and use up more of our potential to create more value and live a much greater, bigger life than if we were to keep stuck, stunted, in a, in a way that keep, our words keep us small and our mind keeps us small because we never went out to actually create the ripple effect with our own mind, starting with our own mind, I should say. So try that activity. Try that too because it works. It actually absolutely works. Sometimes the other day, I, was, I actually even said it on the podcast, I had trouble trying to get myself motivated and I thought, what hot pink, what would hot pink do? What does hot pink represent? You know, it's bold, it's confident, it would go for it. Because it's hot pink. I mean, it's, 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 it's eye-catching. It's, it's not ashamed. It's not embarrassed. It doesn't play small. So I said, I'm going to play as hot pink does. And that's exactly what I did. And that's what got me over the hump of uh, feeling, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just feeling stuck. You know, that's what got me over it. Because I had to find a label that resonated with me. I had to find something else. And I wouldn't have called myself in that moment confident or bold. or out. I wouldn't have called because I, was, I wasn't feeling any of that. But I had to take the characteristics of this color, a color that appealed to me, speak for that color and say, I'm, I'm going to be that color. And it actually works. So imposter syndrome, guys, three ways to overcome it. 
Keep your words to yourself. Keep your commitments to yourself. Anything small that you say you're going to do, do it for the sake of your own self, building trust with yourself. Because then when the opportunity comes for the next thing, that's one less thing you've got to get over. You know you'll keep your word to yourself. Second of all, you want to look at what you want and does it have a conflicting belief? Do you have a conflicting belief that doesn't serve that thing that you want? Because if you do, that's an, it's an unstable foundation. And then number three, you want to look at changing your label, changing the identity that you have about yourself, about who you are, so you can go, so you can overcome and not feel that you have imposter syndrome happening, that you feel like a fraud. And the one way to do that, there are many ways to do that, but the one way that I spoke of was nominating a color that appeals to you and speaking for that color and then adopting the traits of that color and labeling yourself with that. If that helps you to get your goal. So guys, I hope this has been of benefit to you. I know I've had a blast explaining it and being on the podcast. I would love if you liked this episode to share it and to write a review. It would mean so much if you could let me know your thoughts on it, what your feelings are about this podcast. And specifically, if you'll use what we shared today on the episode about imposter syndrome and how you're over going to come and the commitment that you are going to have together to doing something that you want to be able to, to do or to accomplish before the year 2020, every single day doing it until uh, December 25th. And when December 25th is when we reevaluate the last day for it. It's December 24th. All right, guys. And let me know if you need an accountability buddy, let me know. Email me, read at unboxyourgift.com. And I'm more than happy to be your accountability buddy. We keep ourselves, each other accountable. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for every single episode that you listen to. It's my absolute honor and privilege to be able to speak with you and for your time and attention, I'm sincerely grateful for. Wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, my advice to myself and to you is that life is a gift and together, let's unbox it. God bless. <laughs>